It is so frustrating when you're listening to a podcast while you're driving or jogging and the host mentions a link that you're really interested in or a call to action and you have no way of acting on it. You know what I mean? In this episode, we're going to talk about how you can make it possible for those people to respond to your show immediately. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. This show is all about podcasting, how to do it, how not to do it, best practices, interesting news items that have to do with the realm of podcasting, and who knows what else. And I'm trying to do it all with a little bit of fun and some information to help you get a show going, keep yours going, or make it better. And if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Okay, if you have been in that situation that I described at the top of the show, you know how frustrating that can be. I mean, you've got to go back and listen to the episode again to get the link, or you've got to go to the podcast website and hunt down the show notes in order to find it. What if there was an easier way? Now, as you might imagine, there is. It's a method that makes the links that you mentioned in your podcast episode live so that the listener can click on them immediately and go right to the site. So how do you get this great functionality? Is it some high dollar plugin or something like that? Actually, no, you've probably already got that functionality and don't even know it. It's in the description that you add to the tags of your actual MP3 file or in the description that you include when you post the file on your media host. How does it work? Well, I'm about to tell you. But before I get into that, I want to thank someone who left a rating and a review on iTunes, which is something you can do as well, by the way, at podcastfasttrack.com slash iTunes. And that person, uh, their username on iTunes is Nancy Beginnings. Thanks so much, Nancy, for your kind words. It's my prayer that the show continues to be a help to you as you learn the podcasting little niche that you're in. But let's get on to our topic, the power of these links within your media file descriptions. You see, most podcasting apps or podcatchers, as some folks call them, have developed the functionality to allow links that are included in the audio files description to be live within their app. So that means that if someone hears a link that you mentioned on your show, say it's for your show notes page, like in this one, podcastfasttrack.com slash 14, and they want to check it out, all they have to do is go to the description of that episode right there on their podcast player, and there will be live links that they can click to go directly there. So no more trying to remember a web link. No more waiting. No more jotting down notes to remind you about links that you need to visit later. You can go right to the link the minute that you hear it. But what does all this mean for your show's call to action? Well, obviously, it means that if you're smart, and you're listening to this show, so I know that you are, you'll add links to your MP3 file descriptions and media host accounts 
so that your listeners can go directly to your links. It means you have the ability to increase your listener response to your show by making it easy for them to respond. It's really a pretty simple thing, wouldn't you say? Here I've got six best practice tips for including these kinds of links in your show's call to action. You ready? Number one, be sure, first of all, that you have a call to action. Don't just pump out audio. Encourage your listeners to do something with it. And some of the best things they can do center around community and interaction. So here's some examples. Encourage them to take action on one point you gave in the show and to let you know about it on the show notes page. And there's an opportunity for you to provide a link in your description. Ask them what they would add to your list of tips. Provide a link for them to tell you. What is their experience regarding the topics you've covered? Again, provide a link in the description for them to tell you all about it. Ask them what was helpful about what you shared. And again, provide them a link to let you know. You see, the more you're able to become a real person to your listeners by relating with them and interacting with them, the more they're going to know, like, and trust you, which is the main obstacle to getting a raving fan base for your podcast. So make sure you have a call to action and give your listeners specific links to use in order to take that action. Here's practical tip number two. Include the actual link, not just an anchor text link. So I guess, first of all, we got to establish that you know what an anchor text link really is. That's a link that's coded into the text so that you only see the text with an underlined hyperlink and not the actual link that starts with HTTP colon slash slash. Now, anchor text links are cool for web writing. They keep the flow of sentences going well, but they're not always the best on a practical level for the kind of thing that we're talking about here. Here's two reasons why. Number one, not all podcatchers or podcast apps can read the link that's behind an anchor text link. So you want to include the full link or a short link to it just to be safe. And then secondly, when your listeners can actually see your link, for example, http colon slash slash www.podcastfasttrack.com, whatever, it helps to solidify your website name in their minds. Don't miss the importance of that branding opportunity. Then number three, include the http colon slash slash in your actual link address. The reason for this is because some podcast apps are designed so that they can assume the HTTP colon slash slash whenever you write a link like www.podcastfasttrack.com. But some of them aren't programmed that way. So play it safe and include the HTTP link colon colon all the time. That way, whether the app's able to function with it or not, you don't really have to care about it. You can be confident that the links you're providing are going to be live. Number four, be sure you include the links in whatever place supplies your podcast feed to iTunes. Now, have you ever wondered where those lovely podcatcher apps get their information for your description? Most of them pull it straight from iTunes. So as a result, whatever feed iTunes is pulling for your show is where you want your link-filled description to be. Some podcasters use the feed provided in their hosting account, such as Libsyn, Blueberry, or others. And that's the place iTunes pulls their information from. If that's the case for you, then make sure that when you post your episodes to your media host, 
that your posts have full-blown copies of your show notes with links and all. Other podcasters use the Blueberry PowerPress plugin and the feed it provides as the source that they submit to iTunes. If that's the case, then make sure the posts that you're putting on your website are full of those links and descriptions so that you can get those included with your podcast episodes that are pulled into iTunes and therefore into the Podcatcher apps. That way, your listeners will always have the option to go to the description that their podcatcher is pulled from iTunes and find the links that you're mentioning. Number five, be sure to mention to your listeners that they can go to the live links in their podcast app. You know, there are still many people who use podcast catchers or podcast apps who don't know that the episodes they're listening to even have descriptions, much less that they have links they can click. So as the host... Wouldn't that be a smart thing for you to do to tell them that there are links there in the description? So when you give your call to action for a particular episode, tell your listeners they can go to the episode description right there on their smart device and use the direct links that you've so kindly provided for them. And then number six, include the description and links in the ID3 tags of your actual MP3 file. Now, if there's an optional step out of these six tips I'm giving you, this would be the one. But I suggest you do it anyway. And here's why. The ID3 tags are the behind the scenes info about the actual audio file you produce, the actual audio file you upload to your media host, the actual audio file that your listeners might download from your website or iTunes. Now, there's a tip of why this is so important. When people download the audio to their computer or some other device, they might listen to it somewhere besides a podcatcher, like Windows Media Player or QuickTime or some other media player. You see, they may not actually use a podcast app that's pulling that information from iTunes. And if that's the case, you want those people to have access to your links also. And they can if you've placed them in the ID3 tags on the media file. Now, they probably won't be live or clickable, but the link will be there all the same. That's it. That's my six tips for how to maximize this call to action opportunity. You can use those live links that are available to your listeners. So here's my call to action for this episode. I'm curious how many of you knew that you could include clickable links to accompany your podcast audio that your listeners could actually use right there on the spot. I'm curious how many of you intentionally direct your listeners to those embedded descriptions so that they can click on the links. I'm curious what changes you're going to make as a result of learning about this incredible opportunity. You can let me know at http colon slash slash www.podcastfasttrack.com slash 14 in the comments section. And you can find that link in the description of this audio file right there on your podcast player. Isn't it good to hear someone practice what they preach? Something I got to get into my routine here. Thank you so much for listening to Podcastification. I would love it if you told someone else about this episode. Please take 5, 10, 15 seconds right now and email someone that you know who loves podcasting and say, hey, there's this great new show called Podcastification. You can find it at podcastfasttrack.com. Or guess what? Your podcast app probably has a sharing function also. So right now on your very app, you could hit the share button, find Facebook, Twitter, whatever is your social media poison of choice and share this episode. 
with those who follow you. Thanks so much for listening to Podcastification. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. For example, http colon slash slash www. I said that all wrong. <laughs>